0: from blackfoot to teton we've got your district six breakdown right here on the east idaho prepcast with lance taylor that's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho Prepcast on idahosports.com. Breaking out everything going on in districts five and six in the state of Idaho, it's brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse pounding, adrenaline sports apparel, and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. Brandon Bainey with Lance Taylor. Lance, how are you? Doing good. How about you, Brandon? I'm doing good. You know, it's the first time I've talked to you since uh, the holidays. Did you have it's a nice It's been a while.
1: It has been a while.
0: Have a nice Christmas and New Year's.
1: Uh, yeah. How about you?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, the holidays were nice, and then like right after Christmas, I got COVID. So oh, that kind of <laughs> Yeah. Well,
1: you're still alive. That's good news.
0: Yes, I'm on. I'm on the mend. So
1: I really enjoy the holidays. Nothing better than seeing it in my rearview mirror after it's over with, though, and moving on with the rest of basketball season.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, let, let's start with basketball because last night. We, we had a lot of good matchups, um, particularly on the boys' side. I think we have to start with the game that we had on IdahoSports.com last night. It was a non-conference battle as Hillcrest uh, from District 6 traveled down to Preston from District 5. These are two of the top 4A programs in the state. And the game certainly did not disappoint as the Knights prevailed in double overtime 63 to sixty.
1: Yeah, crazy game. I actually caught the tail end of that. Uh, I was at another game that Idaho Sports was doing, a girls game between Teton and South. Of course, we'll get to that later. But uh, uh, I caught the tail end of that, the second overtime, and just looked like a crazy game.
0: I mean, the two teams were very evenly matched. Uh, th- this is the game that I was at last night along with Sean Kane. so I'll just kind of break it down super quick. Um, both teams were evenly matched in the first half. Uh, both both of the starting centers got into foul trouble, Rhett Larson for Preston, and more importantly, Isaac Davis for Hillcrest. Yeah. So he sat for a lot of that second quarter. The nice thing is, is that Hillcrest didn't need to bring him back in because the Knights kind of uh, grabbed control of the game. Um, and and took a five-point lead into halftime. And so they were able to keep Davis on the bench with two fouls and save him for the second half. So Hillcrest led by five at halftime. Into the second half, in the third quarter specifically, Preston outscored Hillcrest 21-11 to to turn a five-point deficit into a five-point lead. And you thought, all right, here we go. Preston hardly ever loses at their home gym. They've grabbed control. But in the fourth quarter, Hillcrest rallied back um, it ended up coming down to free throws uh, ultimately. Hillcrest uh, shot 60% from the line last night. Preston shot 50%, so that was probably the difference. Uh game goes to overtime. In the first overtime, Hillcrest has a 3-point lead with 9 seconds to play. And and I'm I'm shocked Lance and and we talked about it on the broadcast last night that Hillcrest didn't foul, right? The the yeah. notion is that when you're up 3 with less than 10 seconds to go, you want to foul the opposing team because even if they make both free throws, you're still up by one. Hillcrest didn't foul, and Drew Jones from Preston made a ridiculous shot where he was sandwiched between two defenders, kind of pump-faked, and I think he was just trying to draw contact, and then nobody stepped up to defend him, so he kind of just shot it from his like waist and and ended up making the three at the end of the uh, buzzer at overtime. And so we went to double overtime, and finally in double OT – Hillcrest got the ball into Cooper Kessler's hands he made some free throws down the stretch and they end up winning but man what a a fun game that was
1: yeah well and then Preston you know unable to um, get a shot off on that very last possession, end up with a turnover you know uh they did have a chance to tie it and actually a fairly reasonable chance to tie it there's about three and a half seconds on the clock when they unbounded it but but i mean i mean you're talking everything you expect from the top five matchup you know the number two and number four ranked teams in the state the coaches polls uh you know those are those are the kind of games that you expect um we had a little different one last night uh between the one and the four team in the state in a girls matchup but but uh <laughs> i mean double overtimes is getting much better
0: I mean, it was a really fun game to watch. Uh, The rematch will come uh, in seven days up in Ammon. Uh, That should be fantastic. Uh, to watch as well Uh, for Hillcrest. I guess you have to be encouraged if you're head coach, Dave Austin, because you won with Isaac Davis, not playing much in the second quarter. And you won with your leading scorer, Cooper Kessler. Uh, I I think he only scored five or six last night and he averages 19 per game. So he wasn't really on. And it was Colby Kessler, his younger brother that actually stepped up. And so that's the thing with Hillcrest is it's not one guy there. There's like five guys or six guys, even that can beat you on any given night.
1: Well, you know, early on in games, a lot of teams are going to go are going to try to go inside against Hillcrest and try to get, you know, Isaac Davis in foul trouble. That's going to be a a common theme uh, for them, because if you can get Isaac Davis in foul trouble, that opens up the middle. You know, he has a lot of block shots underneath there. He's got a lot of dunks when he's on offense, cleans up some offensive rebound putbacks, things like that. And so uh you know, if you can get Isaac Davis in foul trouble, that obviously is a plan that the teams have going in there. You know, Isaac's just such a very good player. Um, but one of the things they rely when he's not in the game, uh, you know, like in this case, being in some foul trouble in that second quarter, is uh, Kessler being able to hit those outside shots. If he's off, well, you got to go to little brother, maybe some uh, roundabout play from some of the guys coming off the bench as well.
0: Yeah, uh, Zach Greenig came in last night and and banged down low and gave Hillcrest some good looks. Talon Taylor played well off the bench also. Um, the other big key in that game last night was that Hillcrest is so good in transition, right? Um, in the blink of an eye, they had turned a, a four-point deficit into a four-point lead uh, in that second quarter to kind of grab control. And because Hillcrest is so good in transition, Preston's top priority was making sure we don't get beat and because of that Preston hardly pressed at all right that's kind of what they're famous for and known for Preston this this full court press that they like to do but because Hillcrest is so good in transition Preston really sat back and, and made it a half court game defensively.
1: Yeah well and that's really what I mean Tyler Jones is such a good coach you know he's one of those coaches not good he's great uh, uh, he's one of those coaches that he coaches to the group that he has You know, he has different talent levels all the time and yeah, different skill sets, you know, uh, and, and he is just so good at coaching those sets. And, and and he'll make it a game that needs to be, like you said, you know, you get in a a running game with Hillcrest. That's a pretty tough task is, you know, if, if you're in a running game with them. And and sometimes, you know, you get teams that can maybe only put up 45, 50 points in a game. Maybe that's that's all the firepower they have. And so they have to go out and say, hey, listen, guys, we got to keep this game under a certain amount because if, if it gets up over this amount, we probably don't have a chance to win that ball game. But if we can keep it within this other boundary, we might have a chance to win this. And against the Hillcrest, they can get out and run on you so quick that that game can get out of control. And pretty soon you got a 20-point deficit you're trying to deal with, and that changes your game plan completely
0: yeah so uh, that, that was a great matchup I can't wait for the rematch that's going to be fantastic as well and then again that was a non-conference game in the 4A ranks let's let's stay with the 4A boys basketball we're, we're recording this on Thursday so we're talking about Wednesday night's action on the 13th or the uh, 12th of January the other big game last night from the 4A ranks was Blackfoot and Skyline doing battle that was a conference game and Blackfoot won 78 to 74 a high scoring affair. And, and Blackfoot to me, Lance is kind of like in football, you know, sometimes they look awesome and other times they kind of leave me scratching my head a little bit.
1: Yeah. You know, especially because, um, Skyline has struggled this year. They've had some real challenges this year and, um, you know, going in when I saw that game, uh, that it was taking place last night, I looked at that and and, and I've kind of felt like maybe Blackfoot is about 12 to 15 points better if they're both playing their best, you know, on that. And, um, Skyline made a game out of it, you know, but but Skyline just like football. You never count them out. <laughs> they just you just don't count them out. They find ways to win.
0: Yeah, it, it's just Obviously, it,
1: last night wasn't a win, but my point is they competed.
0: Right. And so Hillcrest uh is 2 and 0 in the league. Blackfoot is 1 and 0. That was their conference opener. Uh they don't 0-1, play one. Or or uh Blackfoot's 1 and 0. They beat Skyline. Yeah. 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 One and zero, and and um, they don't play Hillcrest and Blackfoot don't play each other until late. You know, January twenty second will be the first game, and then they play at the very end of the regular season on February eleventh. It's kind of yeah. looking like it'll come down to those teams. Skyline's already in a hole in the conference at one and three in the league. So, yeah. yeah, but but as we saw last year, they went into districts as the four seed and still got to state. So
1: that's right. Had to match <laughs> up with that same Blackfoot group uh, opening round. So did their girls.
0: Yes, and now. <laughs> And now for Preston, they get ready. They don't play again until next Tuesday, but it's the important game. It's finally a conference game. Pocatello will come down to Preston. This is a Pocatello team, Lance, last week that, that lost a century. And, and the, the fact that they lost a century didn't surprise me, but how badly they lost. Oh, yeah. 54 yeah. 54-32. Isaiah Harwell, the freshman for century, put on a show. And I, I think Pocatello was a little, a little shell-shocked after that.
1: Well, I uh... – I can tell you right now, and I won't say who, I won't say which teams, but there are two teams in the 4A top five that are not as good as Century. (laughs) I've had a chance to see Century, so I'm gonna step out on the limb for that. I'm not gonna step out far enough uh, to break the limb by saying which teams I think they are. (laughs) But I'm telling you right now, in the eye test, Century is better than than two, maybe even more. <laughs> the teams that are in the in the top five and four right now.
0: How how many teams uh, of those teams is Pocatello better than? Same two.
1: <laughs> I don't know if Pocatello right now has the consistency to do it. Okay, you can't show up and play a game like you did against Century last week and pass the eye test. <laughs> it, it's tough. Uh, we know they're good. We know they're good, but they've got they've got got to do a little bit more proving. I, I, I think the game against Preston, uh, will be a telltale, because we know how disciplined Preston is, and uh, and what I want to see is 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 how Pocatello handles that discipline of Preston's. I think Pocatello has more raw talent, if you just want to call it raw talent that, but you throw in a coach like Tyler Jones, that changes the entire structure because Tyler will put a game plan together. That even if, even if teams have, I mean, I think last night, more raw talent on the floor with Hillcrest. But look, it goes into double overtime. But I think that's directly, I'm not saying there's not good athletes and good players right now in Preston. I'm just saying that, that the coach right there is making a massive difference because he knows how to game plan based upon the, the talent set that he has at that time.
0: Yeah, uh, Pocatello really needs to bounce back in that road game at Preston on Tuesday night. Uh, I, I got done with the game last night in Preston, and I was talking to their athletic director Brent Knapp a little bit, and I said, "Here's what I know. <laughs> I know that uh, the 4A state tournament is going to be a lot of fun this year." Oh, and he's and yeah. and he he told me, "If we get there, yes, because uh, Preston, Pocatello, Century, yeah. all three teams." Probably could stake a claim just like last year that all three could probably stake a claim to being one of the eight best, but only one team's going to get to go.
1: Well, and you got to remember, too, even, even being one of the eight best doesn't mean anything until you make it to state. You still make it to state the same way you always made it to state. The, where the rankings come in is once you've got there, <laughs> you know, then those rankings play a different, but, but you still have to make it the same way. So you could be the number two team in the state. And if you don't make it out of your conference right now, you're not going to state. You're not going to play it. So uh, there's there's a, there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, I think I think right now I would give that advantage to uh, Pocatello – or pardon me, to Preston, just because Preston knows how to get there. It uh, doesn't mean that they can't or won't be knocked off. Uh, but, but 4A – in fact, I really I, – I have 4A and 2A – 4A, 2A, and 1A Division One as the three boys state tournaments this year that, that – could be the most intriguing.
0: Yeah, uh well let, let's jump to, to 2A then. Let's let's talk about what's been going on in 2A boys basketball because you've got North Fremont 9 and 1 looking very strong, 1 and 0. You know they they lost to Westside in their season opener uh by 4 and then they turned around and beat Westside in the rematch by I can't do the math, but they won 51 to 27. So I yeah. mean they yeah. They're fine. Yeah,
1: it was huge. I, I I had heard I didn't see the first game, but I heard from several people that They just could not hit shots. It was just one of those nights where it had every shot they wanted, just couldn't put it in the hole. One of those nights. But I've had a chance to watch them now four times this year, Uh, twice against 3A Sugar Salem team, and uh, I guess three times, twice against Sugar Salem, once against Aberdeen. And the thing with North Fremont, they will fundamental you to death. It's just fundamental, backdoor cuts, all the basics. They have mastered the basics and the the thing is in today's game the basics is the thing that's missing the most and they have mastered the basics you know they've gone back they hit they hit backdoor cuts mid-range jump shots M- most teams now are three or key you know and these guys have mid-range jump shots the mid-range jump shot pretty much retired with tim duncan and uh, and so so most teams are key or three right now and uh, but not shannon hill man his team he looks at him he's just like hey this guy, if his best range is 15 feet, we're going to have him shoot 15 feet, not from 20, just to <laughs> you know call it a three. They are very, very good, and and they they could step up and win this.
0: Yeah, they've got a fun game on Friday night. It's a non-conference game as Wendell comes yeah. to Ashton to to play North Fremont. Wendell is a team that got to state last year. Wendell is a team that. Looks pretty good. They're eight and one and they already beat Valley once, which is uh their biggest competition in their district. So this will be a good non-conference matchup and possibly two teams that'll be at state.
1: Yeah, and they're deservingly a top five team in Wendell. You know, that's the last uh last non-conference game for North Fremont before they get into conference play against Salmon. But but uh I think Wendell's Wendell certainly has the potential to give them a run. In fact, you know, Aberdeen gave him a good run for for a half. Uh, because Aberdeen is actually a very fundamentally good team as well. Uh, they do the basics uh, very well. Uh, when it came down to it, they just were not able to convert off their opportunities, like uh, like North Fremont was earlier this week.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, tell me a little bit about Aberdeen. I'm I'm gonna I'm going to get to see Aberdeen on. Oh. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to get to see Aberdeen on Saturday uh, when they play Raft River. That will be a game that we'll have on IdahoSports.com and Boys Basketball. I- I'm having a hard time figuring out what's going on in District Five because you've got Soda Springs six and five, West Side six and five, Aberdeen six and six, and even Bear Lake at two and eight. That that is they've had a lot of close losses, and they've got one of the best coaches in Brandon Carlson. So, what do you make of District Five?
1: Well, I'll be honest with you, right now. Aside from all those records, Bear Lake is the team that I think will step up and win this district. Like when all is said and done, Bear Lake's going to be the team to win it. Aberdeen's a very good team. Aberdeen has a, a lot of good athletes on the team. I mean, they got kid windmill Duncan during warmups and stuff, then turns around and only has two points in the game, you know, stuff like that. And so I think, I think with Aberdeen, you've got a lot of good athletes. You are limited as far as what guys are going to put the ball in the hole. Beck is a very good player. Beck's going to put the ball in the hole for you. Other than that, it's, it's going to be streaky because you got a lot of athletes that aren't necessarily, you know, what you'd call great basketball, player, but basketball players, but they're great athletes. And so I think Aberdeen is one of those teams that you've got to keep games under about 50 points if they can defensively, and they've got the athletes to do it defensively. They can keep games, you know, in the 40s, uh, keep it under that 50-point mark. They've got a great opportunity to win a lot of ball games. If it gets over that amount, uh, then it's, it's going to be a struggle, going to be a struggle for them.
0: District five gets one and a half bids to state this year. So whoever finishes second would have to play the third place team from district three in a state play in game. And that district three is tough. There are a lot of good teams over there. So you definitely want to win the district if you can. Um, so yeah, it'll be fun to watch Aberdeen on Saturday night against Raft river. And again, East Idaho game night I is. They
1: beat River this year as well.
0: Yes, they have. Yes. And Raft river is a team that's struggling a little bit. Um, East Idaho game night is pumping. We've we've got multiple games almost every night of the week in East Idaho. If you want to see what's going on on the broadcast schedule, just click on the game streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com. Lance is doing a bunch of games. I'm doing a bunch of games. Lauren Jensen, I mean Tim Bellmap. I mean we're we got East Idaho pretty well covered with some great matchups on idahosports.com. Yeah,
1: yeah very very good matchups,
0: no doubt. Okay, one AD one was the other uh, conference or, or landscape you said that's pretty wide open let's talk about it because
1: i don't think it's wide open i think the door is shut i think what makes it i think what makes it intriguing is to see if anybody can potentially challenge lapway prairie's ranked number two in the state did you see what lapway did to prairie yeah (laughs) did you see what lapway did to court did you see what lapway did to lewiston (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you see what lapway did to two big schools out of washington <laughs> lapway is awesome lapway might be i'm not calling it for sure they might be the best team in the state at any level if we had a top teams tournament of the top 8 teams in the state they very well could be the best team
0: when they are on you're right they are they are almost impossible to stop In our area, 1A D1 Hoops, Butte County continuing to play really well. Uh, They've they've defeated Taylor's Crossing and Chalice. They're 2-0 in the conference. But, of course, we we really measure them with how they do against Grace. They will play Grace for the first time next Friday, January 21st. And in an interesting uh, game they just picked up because uh, they had a non-conference game with Mackey get canceled. There's sickness running through the Mackey schools. And so Butte County's head coach, Mindy Gamet, uh, just picked up a non-conference game Saturday, January 29th. So that's in a couple of weeks. Uh, they are going to play victory charter, which looks like the best team at the one AD one ranks from district three. That's going to be a neutral site game in filer. I like this. This is again, two teams that could be playing at state down the road.
1: Yeah, it, it very well could. And you know, and again, I look and say, depending on where the matchup does, uh, or where it ends up, you know, who can anybody potentially challenge Lapway? I want—I want to read these off to you. I'm not—I'm not saying. I mean, and and again, any team can be beatable, but I—I want to give you this a little bit. Number two ranked team in the state, Prairie. Lapway beat them by 44. Lapway schedules a Cordellane. It's played at Cordellane, 5A. Cordellane was undefeated going into there, and I don't believe they've lost a game since either. Lapway beats them by eight. North Central High School out of Washington, out of Spokane, a big school. Lapway beats them by 21. Kellogg, they're not ranked anymore in 3A, but they were ranked in 3A. They beat them by 24. Clarkston, Washington, a pretty big school. They beat them by 14. Lewiston, 5A in the state of Idaho. Beat them 81-63, 18 points. I'm telling you guys, you have got to watch Lapway basketball. It is special basketball,
0: and, and it's not just their boys; their girls' team is also very talented. It's yeah. uh, I don't know what's going on up there at Lapway for sure, but okay. So one AD one is intriguing for a different reason. That's yeah. uh, that's good to to note. Let's quickly look at the other classifications. One AD two. Rockland finally lost to somebody in the conference. They lost to North Gem last week, 49-46. to 46. So the Cowboys and Bulldogs are each tied with identical 7-1 and league marks. Water Springs just behind at 6-2. and two. And, again, I think there's a pretty clear top three. It'll be fun to watch all of those teams duke it out because there's only two bids to state from that conference. Yeah, the there th-
1: is. And, and <laughs> I want to bring something up. If you remember me, when we first started talking about basketball, I predicted North Gem – would actually win that conference. I predicted North Gem would would, would would have a similar basketball season to their football season where they're going to step up and they're going to be very good this year, and they're proving it. That's a team full of athletes. North Gem is very good coming out of Bancroft there.
0: Yes, and by the way, the rematch, North Gem at Rockland, Friday night, January 28th, 7.30 p.m. on idahosports.com. So we, we will have the rematch. It's going to be a lot of well, fun. don't
1: have a game that night. I just might go to that game. I just yeah. might drive out to that's in Rockland correct
0: yes in Rockland
1: yeah see I just might drive out to that game yeah it's gonna we'll
0: be it's, we'll it's gonna be it's gonna be good uh th- 3A there's still not much to talk about in boys hoops because nobody's played each other in the league that is going to change very rapidly um as next week we'll we'll see some conference games but I don't know. Teton, Sugar, South—they're all around 500. So yeah. I'm not sure what to yeah. make there.
1: Well, and I watched—I watched Sugar and and uh, Marsh Valley play last week. It was actually a very good game, very close game, and, and again, one that Marsh Valley can just put up a ton of points. So Sugar had to try to keep the game under a certain, you know, scoring number. Otherwise, they just weren't going to have a chance to 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 compete for that. But uh, Marsh Valley is very good. Marsh Valley—if if there's one glaring challenge that they have they just don't have height everybody's a good shooter though anybody off there on that team on the floor or on the bench can come off and can nail three pointers you know they're just very very good shooting team but I think 3A of uh you know I mean as far as state tournament goes I think 3A is is more unknown we we have a lot more questions than answers about 3A
0: <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, Snake River and Marsh Valley continue to do really well in District 5. The Panthers are 11-2. and 2, The Eagles are 9-2. and 2. Um, The way it works this year is the district champions from Districts 5 and 6 automatically go. The second-place teams will play each other in a play-in game. The winner of that will then have to play a second play-in game to get to state, so there's quarter bids available. Um, I, I, to me, it doesn't really matter who finishes second from District 6. Uh, Snake River and or Marsh Valley, I think would beat second place from District six pretty easily. So
1: yeah, yeah, probably I think and mean, that's what happened last year as well, you know yeah. uh, Snake River and and uh, Sugar Salem ended up second in their conferences and Snake River gets that bid, wins that that play game. Uh, well, they win the game to get another game to, to, to play in, but um, uh, yeah, I think D- District Six has the advantage there right now. I've, I've had a chance to watch Marsh Valley, had a chance to watch Snake River uh i i have not had a chance to watch american falls they're not really in the conversation to be honest with you but i think marsh valley and snake they're going to battle it out and i think marsh valley is the better of those two teams
0: yep uh finally the 5a uh madison and rigby played uh last night as well Uh, This was the top two teams in the conference, and this was a pretty good battle. Madison ended up winning 56-52, to but I've been very impressed with a Rigby team that lost a lot to graduation last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rigby did lose a lot, but again, you're talking the brother of Tyler Jones, who's Justin Jones there. Justin has won three state championships with Rigby. Another just great coach that he will game plan based upon the talent that he has. He's, you know, he's not one of those coaches that says, okay, this is the way I coach and whatever team I have, we're going to play this. And if they happen to meet my style, great. If they don't, then we just have a bad year. He doesn't do that. He, he game plans for who he has the talent level, the skill sets, and, uh, and he can go out and, and do very well because Madison, I'm telling you right now is a very good team. Madison is very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, in fact, right now, I believe, if, if i had to pick if i was laying money in vegas i would say madison wins that conference the regular season and probably the district tournament and the team that could step up and and put a hitch in that would be rigby
0: yeah and i i would i tentatively say madison as well but boy rigby played them so tough that
1: yeah uh, rigby is good team good team uh,
0: the rematch comes on uh wednesday january 26th uh at at madison so we'll see that rematch goes uh, let's, Well, let's
1: let's yeah, say the uh, most glaring thing of the top five for 5a is that rocky mountain's not in there <laughs> rocky mountain really struggling this year rocky mountain is a perennial top five team and just
0: yeah there's a there, there's a changing of the guard a little bit right and why he is yeah uh, well why
1: he split that student body pretty heavily you know and and yeah. so there's i mean there's no question rocky mountain was the biggest school in the state student body wise And uh, splitting with, with Hawaii, you know, I don't know who is now, but splitting with Hawaii certainly took some talent away from Rocky Mountain. Definitely.
0: Uh, Let's move to girls basketball. Lance, Uh, where were you at last night?
1: I I was doing PA for the Sugar-Teton game. That was a top five matchup between Sugar and Teton. Uh, That was the number one, number four team in the state. And that was a, that was a, a 30 plus point win. I think they ended up winning by 30. Uh, when all was said and done. It was mercy rule in the fourth quarter. Uh, However, having said that, uh, Teton is better than what they played last night. And they had one of those first halves uh, when they just couldn't hit anything. They played fairly even in the second half. Sugar won the second half too, but Teton played fairly even. They've got a lot of good athletes. The bottom line is you cannot get down to a Sugar team. (laughs) If you get down to Sugar's girls, you're really going to struggle to play in a ball game. I mean, you got to understand last weekend, Green Canyon came up, uh, p- pardon me, uh, Ridgeview came up from Cache Valley. They're the number one ranked 4A team in the state of, of Utah, which would be 5A here. And they're the number one ranked 4A team. They were 12 and 0 coming in. And Sugar didn't just beat them. Sugar spanked them. <laughs> and so it was uh, now the, the, the final score doesn't show you know, how much it was, how much divide there was. Because, you know, when benches were in towards the end and stuff, you know, uh, Reggie ended up hitting some shots. But uh, but it was, I mean, they're a very good team. You can't get down to them. That's what happened last night. Teton got down.
0: Yeah. In terms of uh, teams in the East, uh, for 3A, I think it's pretty clear there's not anybody that can really uh, compare to Sugar. The second best team, I would say, is probably Snake River. And Sugar just beat them 60-35 to to start the new year.
1: Yeah. You have to remember, though, they, they did play an overtime game with each other uh, down there uh, at Snake River earlier in the season. So right. so that was a good when I had a chance to watch Sugar and Preston this year. Preston took that in an overtime game, and then Sugar's other loss was a 10-point loss to what I think is the best girls team in the state at any level, and that's uh, Blackfoot.
0: Yes. Um, and so, yes, real quickly with Sugar, I, I think in terms of the East, um, they are they're set uh, statewide, though. I, I think still like maybe Timberlake up north could could maybe they've got some players with some size that could give. Yeah. Um, Sugar yeah, they lost
1: them. a lot from last year. Uh, a yes. lot of state championship team of theirs. Uh, but but I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I however, I think District 6 gets two teams in the state this year.
0: Yeah, I agree the girls, with those girls. I agree with that. Uh, let, let's talk about Blackfoot um, because they have a very interesting game coming up in girls basketball. Um, they're sixteen and zero, five and zero in the conference. Uh, they're just running away with the thing. They're clearly the best team in four A basketball. I, I think people would say either Blackfoot or Burley, you know, depending on the matchups. And and Preston, uh, third, I would say. Um, but but after those three, there's uh, kind of a kind of a drop off, I think.
1: Yeah, there is. I think those three are going to be the teams to watch as we move on. I just think that's what it's going to be. You know, that's not not to knock the other schools. I just think those three have, have really set themselves, you know, apart from from anybody else. So I think it's, you know, it's important to uh, to look at that. You know, you got a, a Burley team that they're only lost came by one point to Bora. And, uh, you know, Burley's going to be very, very good. Uh, but but Blackfoot. I think it's it's upon everybody else uh, to um, (laughs) to see if they can step up and beat Blackfoot.
0: Well, here is if they're going to lose a game in the regular season, I think it's going to happen in their next one. And if they if they get past this next game, then I I think they go undefeated heading into districts. Um, And that is tonight. We're recording this on Thursday, the 13th, tonight, Blackfoot at Thunder Ridge. Thunder Ridge is a very good 5A team, and these teams played back in November, and Blackfoot only won by six, 63 to 63-57.
1: Well, Thunder Ridge, Thunder Ridge, that's one of their losses on the season. They've only got two losses. Uh, very, very tough team. And, and In fact, I think there's no question that they're the, they're the top team in, you know, coming out of the Southeast Idaho for 5A. Uh, but, but Burley, or pardon me, Blackfoot is going to have a test there. They're going to have a
0: test. Yeah. Um, So that'll be uh, interesting to see how that game goes. And again, like I said, if Blackfoot doesn't lose there, I'm I'm not sure they lose again until uh, maybe the postseason, if at all. Uh, Coach Odom continuing to do a great job with Blackfoot. We talked about Thunder, 14-2. and What do you make of Rigby? Rigby's girls have been competitive as well. Um, They're 12-4 and overall. They played Thunder Ridge uh, already twice this year in split.
1: Yeah, yep, they did, and I mean, and that's the team that could be the spoiler, the Thunder Ridge's party. You know, that's um, that's the team that could step up and do it. They're obviously missing Jones from last play from last year, uh, but uh, that's uh, you know, you know, Rigby's a good team. Uh, I do think you know overall that uh, the Thunder Ridge is the better team. I think Thunder Ridge is is the best five A here in Southeast Idaho. Uh, but again, if anybody spoils the party, it's it's going to be Rigby that spoils it.
0: Two A. Uh, Ryrie kind of running away with the nuclear conference, 12 and four overall four and zero oh in the league. Um, the Southeast Idaho conference, again, I think everybody is like sleeping on soda Springs. Cause they look and say, ah, they're six and nine, but they played a gauntlet of a schedule.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, and I think uh, that they have, they always play big teams anytime, any place. And, uh, just like I have bear Lake, bear Lake's boys picked to win the uh, conference despite the record. I'm doing the same thing uh, for the girls to win the SEIC for for Soda Springs.
0: Yeah, so Soda Springs is 4-0 in the league. A big game on Friday night, and it's a game that we are going to have on idahosports.com as Soda Springs travels to Aberdeen. These are kind of the top two teams, uh, I think, in a lot of people's minds, and maybe Westside could be in the conversation as well. The first time these teams played down in Soda, uh, the Cardinals won by 5, 36-31. What do you think happens in the rematch?
1: Uh, I, I think Soda Springs does it again. And I think it's going to be another close game. Okay. That'll I've got a lot chance of- to watch Soda this year as well. Very good team. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, yeah. and again, that, that's a game that I'll be on the call on Friday night. Soda Springs yeah. at Aberdeen. I'm, I'm very excited for that one. I think it's yeah.
1: going to be. does a great job there as well.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic battle. Uh, the one A's at the D one level, we are setting up for this collision between Butte County and grace. The pirates are undefeated 14 and 0. Grace is nine and five, but similar to Soda, they kind of challenge themselves with the schedule. It is a shame that only one of these teams is going to get to go to state. Yeah. yeah
1: and that's a two, five matchup. So we've got uh, again, top five teams in the state uh, playing against each other. And, and uh, I really don't know who to pick there, to be honest with you. I just don't know.
0: Yeah. Because la- they, they finally played for the first time last night and um Butte County won that game 54 to 39. But I think that I think the rematch, which comes on January 21st, I think will be a little bit closer. I think yeah, I think I Grace- agree
1: with too. The, this is kind of the way I feel about that because I just don't know who to pick in it. I will have to say this though if there is a blowout, it's not going to be Grace blowing Butte County out. Yeah. If Grace wins it, I think it's a close game. If anyone has a chance to blow the other out, it is Butte County because they got a little more speed on their team.
0: And, and, and when you for. When you talk about the wide openness, I, I think one AD one girls has a chance to be kind of wide open. You've got Lapway very much. Very much. and P- Prairie up north. Notice is playing very well. Mert, I think Myrta is people are sleeping on Murtaugh a little bit. They're a very good team as well, so uh, that'll be a lot of fun to chart. And the one AD twos, it's kind of Rockland's world. We're all living in it. They're fourteen and one. They're ten and zero in the league. Yeah. I still I, I still think Mackey is a really good team they're not getting a lot of respect and and North gem with Danica Barfis and company are also very solid
1: <laughs> you know the team that I'm curious about is this council team this council team that's eight 0 is is that uh, you know a legitimate eight 0 or is it a paper champion eight 0 we just don't know and so that's a that's a team I'm really curious to watch as this season continues to move on
0: yeah the problem is is they just they haven't had a ton of games they they only played three games in november three games in december and they just they've had a lot of games get wiped out due to weather people getting sick they they actually just won by forfeit on tuesday salmon river uh, only had like three players available um, because of injuries and and they're not going to be able to make that game so that's a two nothing forfeit win for council so
1: that's right that's right
0: yeah. But that, but I, th- I think things are, uh, yeah, things are interesting. The one AD two ranks Rockland, of course, still looking like, uh, the team to beat and, and Mackie again, uh, school wide illness has canceled all of their games for this week. And we're at the point of the year now where you're kind of running out of wiggle room a little bit in That's terms right. of trying to make up those games. This is what happened to the Mackey volleyball team this That's fall true. where they had to forfeit some matches because of That's sickness. Right. And right. I hope the same thing doesn't happen here in basketball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I sure hope it doesn't as well. I, I don't think there's a need for it to happen uh i mean obviously if a kid isn't playing or isn't feeling well and they're sick you know and you keep them out that's one thing but i'm one that unless it it like the salmon river where it just drastically reduces the numbers where you can't put a team on the floor i say if you can put at least five players on the floor you get out there and you play a ball
0: game (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm old
1: school that way though
0: right yeah for sure i
1: I come from the rub some dirt on it generation (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right. Let's wrap up with wrestling and and just take a quick look at the, uh, the latest wrestling coaches poll just came out today. Um, five, a thunder Ridge is ranked fifth. I think that's probably appropriate. Um, really the power is in Meridian and, and the teams up North. Yeah. Uh, 4A, you've got Blackfoot ranked 4th. What do you think? Could, could Blackfoot possibly challenge at state? You know, Nampa and Minico kind of look like the two favorites, but Blackfoot always seems to do well at state wrestling.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, to, to me, because I don't watch as much wrestling during the regular season, uh, I, I, I don't have the eye test opinion, so I really look to see cross records and things like that, um, but who knows? Who knows? I think uh, uh, I think South Fremont um, takes it for 3A, uh, I, I think they step up. They're good. Man, they're good. And uh, I have had a chance to see them.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad you mentioned the 3A because four of the five teams and the top four are all from East Idaho. South Fremont right. 1, Snake River 2, Marsh Valley 3, American Falls 4.
1: Yeah, yep. And then Buell out of District 4, you know. Yeah. And so really you've got um you know some very very good teams there and you get a lot of people you get a lot of wrestlers that see each other a lot during the season too you know so they know how to strategize against each other there's not a lot of secrets going into matches at state when you've had a chance to, to wrestle those guys throughout the year
0: definitely um and then the 2a 1a classification new plymouth kind of looks like the overwhelming favorite in terms of state yeah. but uh malad is currently ranked second ryrie is tied for fourth i've learned you never count out ryrie
1: at state no wrestling. no no if you just don't you know malad's won it a number of, of years too and you know malad right now is really struggling in their winter sports uh, as far as boys and girls basketball goes so it's it's uh, good to see their wrestling team up there near the top and they could definitely uh, step up and raise some havoc as well.
0: Yeah, well, it's going to be a lot of fun to chart all of these teams as they continue to to navigate through the season. And again, we've got a lot of basketball for you uh, in East Idaho on idahosports.com. Just check out the game streams tab on the homepage to see what we've got going on for both boys and girls hoops. All right, Lance, it was good to get back in the saddle here. Yeah, it was. It was a fun one. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for tuning into the East Idaho PrepCast. Enjoy the competition this weekend and early next week, and we'll see you back here next week to break it all down again here on the East Idaho PrepCast, brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse-pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. For Lance Taylor, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on idahosports.com.